so they, those eggs will be good to hide. Uh, we'll, we'll be, of course, parking in all the parks. Anybody notice anything different in the parking lot? Could you see where to park a little better? Yes, amen. I appreciate uh, Brother Lucio. He came and washed every one of those stripes and our sidewalk and our front porch and our patio front. The side over here got it all looking new. And then the guys came in and restriped. Uh, all the parking lots got everything looking good, and uh, we're just excited about that. And uh, God is so go, so good, and we just want to be willing. So we'll have everything parked, and cars will park out there. But we'll have the front section for the little ones, and then the whole backfield for the older ones. So bring them an Easter basket. If not, we'll have some uh, pl- plastic um, uh, plastic bags, you know, like a sack from Super One or something, and uh, if someone doesn't have something, but we want every child to go home with a full bag of eggs and uh, have plenty of candy so that that way they can eat it all and be bouncing off your walls, and uh, it'll, it'll be great, but uh, we, we want them to just uh, have a blessed day, and it's going to be an exciting time. And uh, we, we look so forward to it. So looking forward uh, today at the end of the service. Today uh, we're going to be taking communion and remembering the Lord's Supper. And just uh, can, can I just go ahead and tell you today, uh, there is no resurrection without a crucifixion. There's no victory without a battle. There's no testimony without a test. But thank God when we go through some things, amen, we have the hope and we know what God can do, what God is doing, what God will do, and that He is able, amen, because the man of miracles is here. Today is Palm Sunday. Let me, let me see your palms. So you can wave them anytime you want to. Today is Palm Sunday. Amen. Where he came in, they call it the triumphal entry. When Jesus came in, and, and, and we're going to talk about that story a little bit, and talk about this song a little bit, and then we're going to uh, receive the Lord's Supper together and uh, get ready to remember the death and the burial. Oh, but thank God we don't have to wait till next Sunday to celebrate the resurrection. He's alive today. Amen. Amen. Turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of St. John, chapter number 12. And we're going to start reading in verse number 12. I'm reading out of the New Living. uh, So it may be a little different than what you have, unless you have the New Living. Then it'll be exactly the same. John chapter 12 and verse number 12. It says, the next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. Oh, can I just ask you today, would you help me spread the news through all Tyler, Lindale, White House, Chapel Hill, Lindale, Mineola, Alba, Golden, Chandler, What's that little town y'all live in? Huh? Grapeland. I knew it wasn't Grapevine. Grapeland. Uh, Longview. Flint. Winona. Wherever else you have, where, where are we from? Henderson. Van. Athens. Dogwood City. 
Gun Barrel City. Who lives out in the boonies? In the sticks? There you go. Y'all don't live in a town. I'm going to spread the news next door. Listen, I don't care if you come from near or far. We've got people from a long way off. And people from all... Anybody from Tyler in here? There you go. Okay, okay. I, I hope we have some Tyler folks. Uh, we have people from all over. But you know what? Help us spread the news. The word was spread. The, the, it was, the Bible says, noised abroad, King James says. And word was spread. Ever how? You know what? Back then, it was by what? Word of mouth. They, they might have wrote a note. It took a while to get there. On a scroll. Sent it by a carrier. Chipped it in stone. But you know what today? Isn't it amazing? You can just hit a few little buttons. Tag a few people. Hit send. And it can go out to hundreds of people. Across the world in an instant. You know, Jesus said, greater things than these shall you do. I'm telling you, that's greater than he ever did. He didn't get to send a text message. He didn't get to tweet. If he's living today, he probably would. He would use every... He, back then, he used every means possible. He did whatever to spread the gospel. We have opportunity to spread the word that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming to the Lord's house. The man of miracles is here. And you've got to help me, amen, spread the word to your friends, your family. And the next day, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And it swept through the city. He's coming. And a large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches. Did, did, did it give anybody chills when the kids started walking in with their palm branches waving them when Jesus started walking in think about it oh, the, the noise the, 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 the testimony Lazarus see Jesus had just raised Lazarus from the dead not long before this the word had spread all over about this man that had healed the sick cast out devils, opened blind eyes, healed deaf ears. And now then, he has raised a man from the dead that has been dead four days. And he was getting famous. And a large crowd came and they brought palm branches and they began to shout, Hosanna! And they laid their palm branches down before him. Jesus came riding in on a donkey. We'll get there. They shouted, praise God. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy. Don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand at the time that this was fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what happened and realized that these things had to be written about him. Many in the crowd had heard and seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. 
That was the reason so many went out to meet him. Because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, There's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. I just want to talk to you for a couple of minutes. We're going to look at some verses of this song. But I just want to ask you this morning, are we still going after him? And why are we going after him? You see, some went after him because he was feeding people. And they wanted a free meal. Some people went to just hear what he was saying and they were kind of interested. Others went to find fault with him. Others were there in the crowd to try to trick him. And then there was those in the crowd that came to worship him. There was those in the crowd that believed him. There was those who just weren't there to get a handout or what he could do. But they believed in who he was. And they were followers. And they didn't just show up every now and then. But they followed Jesus. Oh, thank God for those who come to see what's going on. Because when they see, they believe. Thank God for those who come. And maybe they have questions and they don't understand. But when they see it and they experience Jesus, they believe. Oh, but thank God for those who believe in the beginning. They don't have to see a sign. Amen. They just believe Him. Take Him at His word. They trust Him and they follow Him. It was Thomas, after he was resurrected, that said, Unless I see it with my own eyes... I'm not going to believe it. Jesus came along and said, Thomas, check it out. Touch me. Touch my side. But you know what he said? Blessed are those who have not seen, yet believe. Come on, don't be one that says, I've got to see a sign. I've got to see this. I've got to see that. I've got... Listen, I just believe. I trust His Word. I trust His prophets. I mean, I trust, amen, God. Amen, sent His only Son. That's whoever believeth in Him would not perish. I believe. I still want to follow after Him. I still want to go. I don't just want to be there. Because listen, the same people... In the crowd today, on this day on Palm Sunday, they didn't know it was Palm Sunday. They showed up. They heard he was coming. And they began to get the palm branches. And they laid their coats down. And they were, it was, a, it was honor. Here he comes. They thought he was coming to set up a kingdom. They thought he was coming to take over. They thought he was coming to deliver them from Roman oppression. But when within a few days, he entered in, and he was betrayed, and he was beaten, and he was hung on a cross, some of the same people that were in the crowd saying, Hosanna, were in the same crowd saying, Crucify Him! Because when you're there for the wrong reason, you'll just get caught up in the moment. When you're just there to be there, you can holler, Hosanna or crucify. 
It's just whatever's the crowd saying. Whatever's the thing of the day. Whatever everyone else is doing. But I'm telling you, when you have a heartfelt experience for yourself, when you know who He is, you're not going to be in that crowd that cries crucify. And though the disciples followed from afar, though Peter denied... Jesus still went to the cross for all of our sins. He changed their life when He came back. We'll talk about that next week. But the Pharisees said, they said to each other, Man, there's nothing we can do now. Look, everyone has gone after Him. You know what? That statement they made right there wasn't true then. And it's not true now. Everyone is not going after Him. Everyone is not in the crowd for the right reason. It may look like it. To them it looked like it. And they decided right there we got to kill Him. And you know what they said? we got to kill Lazarus also. I'm telling you, they don't just want to kill Jesus. They want to kill his followers. They want to kill the ones that received a miracle. Amen. You, you, you want a miracle? Well, we all want a miracle, but guess what? Amen. When God touches your life, amen. When God changes your life, when you begin to be a follower of him, amen. The enemy is coming after you just like he came after him. Jesus said, don't think that they just did this to me. Amen. They're going to do it to you also. If you're my follower, I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I want to be willing to lay my life down. I don't just want to lay a palm branch down and look good in a crowd, but then be yelling crucify him a few days later. I want to have a true heartfelt, life-changing, mind-altering, soul-transforming experience with a living, risen Savior that helps me say, Lord... I'll lay down my life also. I'm willing to follow you. I'll stand with you. I trust you. The man of miracles is here. That day, they didn't even know who it was. Some of them knew. Some of them were catching glimpses. Some of them were getting revelations. But I'm telling you, it's not like we have today. We know the whole story. We know, amen, who He is and what He came to do and what He did and what He's doing and that He's coming again. I'm telling you, we have a reason to get excited about the man of miracles because the man of miracles, the miracle is that He is still here right now. He is in us. He's around us. He is for us. He is working right now. Oh, I love the song. I've heard stories of the one. All the wonders he has done. The man of miracles. Can anybody say today, he's done some wonders in you? Oh, I want Jesus to do so many wonders in me that people look at me and wonder, what's wrong with me? Now, some people I look at and I wonder what's wrong with them, but it's not because Jesus. I want it to be Jesus. 
He has done wonders. He's mighty and powerful and He has transformed and changed. He has turned water into wine. He took the natural. And in a moment, He took... Do you even understand the miracle of water to wine? It was... Wine took a long process to make. The grapes had to be crushed. The juice had to be extracted. Then it was placed in the... the, the, the I don't know what they put it in back then. Some wine skins or some something. And then there was a fermentation process that took a long time. The longer it was the better, the sweeter, the wine. And they ran out of wine at the wedding. And Jesus, his mother, said, Hey, Jesus. And Jesus said, No, 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 Mama. It's not my time. And in Mama fashion, Mama just looked at all the servants and said, Hey, whatever he tells you, do it. And Jesus is like, man, mom, it's not my time. Mama put him on the spot. And Jesus said, went over to the wash basins. Dirty water. Not purified. And he just told them, dip out of it. Fill them, to the, fill them all up to the rim. And he said, dip out of it and take it. To the head. And when he took it, don't you know those servants were trembling because they knew that they just dipped out of the dirty water? I'm fixing to take this to the head of the feast and I'm fixing to lose my job, if not my head. And they took a sip of it and said, Whoo! Usually, you serve the best stuff at first, and then after everybody's drinking a little bit, you serve them the cheap stuff. But you have saved the best for last. Jesus sped up a process that could have took months or years, and he did it in a moment. Some of you are thinking and looking at your life and you're looking at your circumstances and you're thinking, I, I, I just got a little water. I don't know what I can do with this. But I'm telling you, one touch from the man of miracles and the process will speed up and your miracle will speed up and what you thought was impossible becomes possible. He can promote you in a moment. Bless you in a moment. Heal you in a moment. Deliver you in a moment. What you think can be forever can just be a moment. With man, we have to go through the process. It takes time. But with God, it, ta it takes no time. All it takes is just faith in a moment. The man of miracles. The power to raise the dead to life. He stood there and he said, Lazarus, come forth. Do, do, do you know why he called Lazarus by name? 
Because Jesus couldn't walk up to a cemetery and say, Come forth! Everybody would have got up. Amen? He had to specifically call him, Lazarus, come forth. And he came out with grave clothes, hopping. He said, loose him and let him go. I'm telling you, it's time. Amen, Jesus can, even though you think your situation is dead and gone and there's no hope, there's hope because of the man of miracles. The man of miracles is here. There's no limit to his power. Your faith will move his heart. He'll see you in the crowd. Can I tell you today? He sees you. He sees you at home. On your couch, in your chair, in your bed, in that hospital, in the prison. He sees you in your car. He sees you where you're at. He sees you sitting in that seat. He knows where you're at, what you're doing. He knows your name, your age, and how many hair you have left on your head. Today, at this moment, and tomorrow, he'll recount them. That's how much he cares about you. He keeps up with even the minutest detail. Maybe he's waiting up ahead. Maybe he'll answer you right now. Today could be your day. What you've been praying for, believing for, trusting God for, today may be your day. The man, the real miracle is this. The man of miracles is here among us now. You see, Jesus said, I must go away so that the Holy Spirit can come. So that he can be in all of us, working in all of us, in every church, anointing every pastor this morning. Amen. Moving in every congregation, moving in every home, moving across the world and the country. Amen. The Holy Spirit, amen, is everywhere working. And by our faith, and will we trust and we reach out? I'm telling you, there's nothing God can't do or will do if we'll just believe. Who could heal a woman's blood? That woman tried everything. She had an issue of blood. She'd been to physicians. She spent all of her money. But she heard that Jesus was coming. And she made her way through that crowd. And she just reached out and touched the hem of his garment. Probably the tassels of his prayer shawl. And Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? His disciples. <laughs> what? There's hundreds, thousands of people. The crowd is pressing. Everyone is touching you. What do you mean, who touched me? Jesus said, no, 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 no. I know the people who touch me because they want to say, I touched Jesus. I know the ones that are there to just be seen. I know the ones that are there to just get a glimpse. I know the ones that are there for ulterior motives. But somebody touched me in faith because I felt healing virtue flow out of my body. And he stopped and said, who touched me? This little woman came and fell at her, at his feet and confessed. It was me. It was me. Woman, your faith has made you whole. You see, the man of miracles was there 
But only she recognized it at that moment. Every service, every day, the man of miracles is all around you. But will you recognize it? Will you reach out by faith and touch him? I'm telling you, there was a lot of people in that crowd that day that needed a miracle. But she reached out and took a hold of it. She believed. She trusted. She said, if I can just but touch him, I know that I'll be healed. You've got to have a know about you. You've got to have a faith about you. You've got to believe it's going to happen. And then it will happen. The man of miracles. Who would hold a leper's hand? Luke chapter 7, Jesus comes into a little town called Nain. And there he sees a funeral procession. And he looks over and he sees a little widow woman weeping and crying. It was her only son. And the Bible says Jesus had compassion. And he walked over and he laid his hand on the casket. And the procession stopped. And Jesus said, Young man, arise. And the young man sat up. And if I had written the story, I would have said, And that's when everybody split. When the dead man, this thing about it, you're at a funeral, you go up to view, and they set up. See ya. And here, I, I sat at my desk this morning, and the Bible says that Jesus said, Young man, arise. And the young man arose and started talking. I want to know what he said. What does somebody say when they first come up from the dead? You know, I mean, what was he experiencing? Where was he at? What was he seeing? What, was he, what did he say when he first set up? I don't know. We'll ask him when we get to heaven. And the Bible says that Jesus brought him back to his mama. It was her only son. She was a widow. It was her only source of help. He was there, the one to take care of her, to financially to take care of her. That's how it was in those days. And she was losing everything. But God saw it and had compassion and gave her back not only her son, but her source, her supply. I'm telling you today, God sees you. God sees some of your heart. He hears some of your cry. He knows you're desperate. And He can raise that thing back from the dead that you thought was lost. He can raise up your source, raise up your supply, raise up your life, raise up your family, raise up your loved one, raise up even after it's dead. That's how Jesus rolls. Isn't that good? See, we, we go, well, it's too late now. Have you ever said that? I've said that lots of times. Well, it's too late now. You know what? With Jesus, it's never too late. All things are possible. The man of miracles 
is here. Listen to this last part, the bridge. Power over sickness. Do you have any sickness in your body today? Jesus took those stripes upon his back. As we go into Holy Week, as we go into the weekend, and we think about what he endured, and when he went to that cross, they beat him with 39 stripes with a cat of nine tails. Each one of those tails had glass and metal. He was beaten until he was unrecognizable. He was beaten, and he said, By my stripes, you are healed. Took those stripes for our sickness and our disease. There's no manner of sickness and disease that Jesus cannot heal. You say, well, pastor, then why does some die? I can't answer all that. All I know is he said to some, he gave up to a greater resurrection, which is death. We look at and say, well, the man, Lord, touch them, heal them, raise them up. That's the greatest miracle. No, Jesus says the greatest miracle is to bring them home to be with me. To heal them and leave them here with you in this world is second choice for him. But he can do it, and he does it. It's according to his will and his purpose. Because you know what? If it's not your time, it's appointed unto man once to die. And you don't have to be sick to die. When it's your time, you're going to go. That's why I never, I, 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 I don't care. I'll go high, I'll go on an airplane, I'll go, I'll go scuba diving, I'll go on a ship in between, I ride a motorcycle, I, I don't care. Why? Because I know that God, do I do stupid things? Well, that's relative. Not my relatives. I'm saying my relatives, but it's relative. You know, it might be stupid to you. But I don't take, what I'm saying, I don't take chances. I don't take risk. When I'm on my motorcycle and look down at that pavement flying by, I just pray, thank you, Lord, that I'm up here and not down there. And keep me up here and not down there. When I'm under the water, I'm, I, I pray. When I see that big fish, you know, don't let that one eat me. But it, listen, but, but if it's my time, what better way to go? I want to, listen, if I have to have a funeral, if I do die, I want somebody to be able to get up here and go, man, he was living life. He was a hundred feet down and a big giant just swallowed him up. I don't want nobody getting up here going, he was sitting in his recliner and choked on a Cheeto. I mean, that's not living. Come on. Come on, we don't take unnecessary risk. But you know what? Don't be afraid to live life. It's appointed to once to die. And if it's your day, you're going to go. But if it's not your time, thank God, believe God, no matter what's going on in you, He is able to raise you up and heal you. He has power over sickness. Power over darkness. 
in this world, there's so much darkness, so much depravity, so much evil. But I'm telling you, Jesus is the light. And we are the light of the world. And we've got to begin to let our light shine in the darkness that the darkness may see. Amen. That we bring light to a dark-filled world. You're the only hope that some people have. And it's time that you stop hiding your light under a bushel and you raise it up and let it shine bright and say, Jesus has power over darkness. I'm not afraid of the enemy. I'm not afraid of the devil. I don't go looking for him. But if I encounter him, we know what to do. In the name of Jesus, Satan the Lord rebuke you. And the Bible says that resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So we don't have to fear the darkness. Look, now here he comes. Look, now here he comes. Power that is able. Power that is able. Matthew chapter 8, I believe. Could be wrong. Jesus comes to the man. The man comes to him with leprosy. And he says something very familiar to how we talk. He said, if you will. You can heal me. See, the thing is, we don't have a problem believing that he can. We believe he's able. We believe that God is the God of miracles. But we sometimes have trouble believing that he will for me. He'll do it for other people. They're more deserving. They're, they're more worthy. Because see, the devil puts it all in our head that you don't deserve that, that. Guess what? He's right. We don't deserve it. But thank God, as Brother Philip Baker taught us, we don't live in the world of deserve. We live in the world of favor. We got the favor of God on us. We are his children. He loves us. And let me tell you something. He, Jesus said to this man, the man said, if you will, you can heal me. And Jesus said, I will and he reached out and did what you're not supposed to do to a leper he touched him some of you are so afraid to go around certain people or certain things or certain this they're, they're, they're dirty. They're unclean. They're this. I'm telling you, when you walk with a man of miracles, amen, you're not afraid because you have power over sickness and disease. Jesus reached out and just said, I will. And he touched him and healed him. See, God is able. Everybody say, God is able. But say, God is also willing to do it for me. Power that is able. Power that is faithful. Oh, God is so faithful. When I'm unfaithful, he's still faithful. Look, now here he comes. Look, now here he comes. Jesus is not just coming, he's here. He lives within you and us, I. 
He said, where the two or three are gathered, there I'm in the midst of them. But I'm telling you, today, I want your faith to be stirred to the point to where you go, the man of miracles is here for me. He's not just here for this whole crowd. He's not just here to be seen. He's he's here for me. He's here for my need. He's here for my family. He's here to transform my life. He's here to raise my dead situation. He is here to stop whatever's been happening. He can do it. The man of miracles is here. Everybody say a big amen. Give Jesus a big hand clap. I'm going to invite our ushers if they'll come.